Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Good morning. Hey, you look pretty good out there. Um, I'm really delighted. I don't speak in church so much. And so um, I'm really delighted uh, to be speaking today. I feel like, um, and I've prayed for, that there will be a revelation of a kingdom issue uh, for you. Um, And so, you know, in this Advent time, Advent's filled with expectation, and that's what it's meant to be. You know, we're looking forward to the birth uh, of Jesus and, uh, you know, the word comes from a Latin word um, called Adventus. It means coming. So we're looking forward to the coming of the birth of Jesus. That's how it was. Now, we were going to focus on Jesus this Christmas. And I think we often so easily forget. Um, and so... You know, when we think about this whole story, we have to be reminded of, oh, yeah, they were singing in those times, and they're singing these times. There were gifts in those times, and there are gifts in these times. So it's not nothing strange in that way. But because um, there were gifts in those times, I thought that um, I bought some gifts for you. I wish it was for each one of you, but it's only for two gifts. I'm going to give it away. And these gifts are symbols. So I'm going to give away what's in here. But it, this is a, a candle holder. And so and this is a symbol of how Jesus is the light of the world. And he snatched you out of the kingdom of darkness and brought you into the kingdom of light. Amen. And this is a water bottle. It's a very pretty water bottle. Um, it says, um, this bottle contains two-thirds of our daily recommended intake of water. Now, who drinks a lot of water? Can I see the hands? Come on. All right. Well, it's a symbol of the living water that God is for us. You know, if you come to the Lord, you will never, never t- thirst again. And it's the inner thirst we're talking about, right? So here we go. I'm going to give it away now. And it's for all of you, but I'm just giving it to two people, right? I've got to share. I think he drinks a lot of water. He exercises a lot. Okay, Um, I'm so moved, I actually feel like I have a hard time giving this message. I feel so moved by that worship. I'm such a worshipper, and now I cry, but that's just normal. I always cry, so don't worry about it. Um, Or maybe, anyway, I'll read that later. Right, now, in Sweden we celebrate Advent, and so we change curtains, maybe, to Christmas Uh, Curtains, we change maybe 
tablecloths, we put candles in the windows, we have Advent candles, and, you know, our whole houses are changed. And these Advent candles actually also have a symbolism, and we don't think of it a lot. We just light them one week at a time, and we just don't know the meaning because it's tradition. And so I thought it would be nice to find out because I just didn't really know. So I looked it up. And so number one, the first candle, is the candle of hope. And so um, this, let me see, it's called the prophecy candle. And it's supposed to remind us of the prophets in the Bible. And it's supposed to remind us specifically about the prophet of Isaiah because he foretold the birth of Jesus. Candle number one. Candle number two is a candle that symbolizes faith. And so it's called the Bethlehem candle, and it's supposed to remind us of the journey that Mary and Joseph took to Bethlehem. And so candle number three symbolizes joy, uh, and it's called the shepherd's candle. And it's supposed to remind us of the joy that the world experienced at the birth of Jesus. And then we have candle number four that we light uh, the week before Christmas, and it's called um, the angel's candle, and it's a candle of peace, right? So it's supposed to symbolize uh, the message that the angels brought by, by give, saying, peace on earth, goodwill to, toward man. You know how they sang, peace to earth, goodwill to, toward man. So let's read about it. Luke 2, 8 to 10. That night, some shepherds were in the fields outside the village, guarding their flock of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Hello. Read that again. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Here we read that the good news of the birth of Christ brings joy to all people. Young, old, woman, man, Arabs, Asians, Americans, Indians, English, Africans, Swedish. Hello. Everyone on the planet, every nationality, the birth of Jesus brings joy to all people. I think it's fantastic. There's no racial difference. All people, everyone, you and me, this brings joy. The Savior of the world is born. The Savior has entered this stage. The knowledge of this good news brings us joy. You know, joy is mentioned all over the, in the Bible. Um, it, it's mentioned, for example, in Romans. I, I don't have the scripture here, Francis, but it says in Romans that the kingdom of God is not a matter of food and drink, but a matter of living a life of goodness, uh, peace, and joy. In the Holy Spirit. 
in Sephaniah. Do you say that like that in English? Sephania in Swedish. Anyway, uh, it says that the Father rejoices over you with singing. The God is happy. Or I should say, God is joyful. He sings over you. In John 15, it says that Jesus says this. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Come on. Joy can be real. And joy through trials is possible. Because joy is more than happiness. Happiness is here one moment, gone next. It's temporary. Joy is not temporary, it's eternal. Happiness is external, joy is internal. Joy is a choice, it's a commitment. You know, I never really thought about it. I never really took it to heart that joy is a thing that I can actually own even though my circumstances aren't that great. You know, I, I, I don't work there anymore, but I, had, I was at a workplace um, with a not-so-good boss. Quinton can tell you all about it. He heard all about it. But I, I was feeling so bad over this situation I lost my joy. I lost my will. Right? Anyway, so I just love this because in finding things in the Bible, I discovered certain things that joy is not only a feeling. And this is some of the things it says. It says a lot more, but I've found a few things that I loved and I want to share with you. Okay. Galatians 5.22, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let's read it. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Ouch. Ouch. It's everything we need more of, right? We need more love. We need more joy, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more goodness, more faithfulness, more gentleness, and more self-control. There's no law against these things. So joy is a fruit in our character. And you know, I never really knew. It's produced by the Holy Spirit. So you and I need to stay close to the Holy Spirit. You know, life can be really brutal. Some of you are going through really difficult times right now. Or you might have gone through difficult times and you're still carrying those wounds. It's not that life aren't hard. It is. But that's why we need to anchor our joy elsewhere. Not in the problem or difficulty, but we anchor it close to the Holy Spirit. He that produces that fruit. So in the Holy Spirit, we can experience the difference. And maybe some of you don't know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a part of the Trinity of God. So God is three in one. 
just like water comes in three different forms, uh, you know, steam, normal water and ice. God comes in three different forms. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he's the one that helps us here on this earth. And he is the one that helps us to produce this fruit. So I just want to read this. I thought this was good. Joy is not found and maintained in our circumstance. It is maintained in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Not fellowship of the ring, you know, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, it's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Ask for his friendship. Discover his friendship. And you can keep your joy. Amen? Okay, another thing I discovered is that joy is a tool for endurance. People can really hurt us with their words or their actions. Um, and maybe you also have a similar situation that I did with a uh, difficult boss. Or you might not have a job. You find that difficult. We all have difficulties. Maybe you have problems in your family. You know, whatever. You might be criticized a lot by people. You might have been picked on at school. You might have other difficulties. We all face very difficult situations. And joy is a tool to help you endure. And if you don't watch out, you become a very sad and angry person. And you can become very quiet, you know, or you can become very loud. It normally goes either way. You become a very angry person or you just shut down and you become very quiet. And so, you know, we can't give our joy away. And that's what I realized I gave my joy away to my boss. I made her own my joy. Um, and when I think about it now, it breaks my heart that I didn't see it. Anyway, so if you are worried and you can't sleep very well for one reason or another, you have to ask that question, who am I sleeping with? It's churning around. Who are you sleeping with? Your worry, your anxiety. What if, you know, you've got to get rid of it. And this is how. So let's read Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiated and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame, and now he is seating, seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. This is how Jesus did it. For the joy set before him. He could see himself sitting next to the Father in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That's why he endured the cross. He could see you there, you know, pulling you out of the, 
the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. He could see you there and he endured it for you and me. And I think we forget it. You know, we just light another candle. And we don't even know what it means. And so my heart for you is that you come to realize that it's a spiritual thing. It's a choice, you know. If we become so hurt that we become angry and reactive to everything and everyone around us, you know, traffic, we react. <laughs> My spouse makes me irritated all the time. My friends, they're just stupid. My work, my boss. Not my will, but your will, God, be done. That's what Jesus said. It was such a beautiful preaching from Terry. Not my will, but your will. We, and as we pray this, you know, we learn to trust God. It's so easy to trust God when it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's when it's hard that it makes a difference. And he comes with his light. Right? Joy flows from trusting in God in the moment. And he leads you to hope. Romans 15 and 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. There it is again, the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. If you're lacking, maybe you need to befriend the Holy Spirit. Maybe. It's worth it. Your family is worth it. You are worth it. And one day, we'll stand there at the gates, the pearly gates, and he'll say, well done. You good and faithful servant. Enter the joy. The eternity. Because it says in Isaiah 51 that those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return and they will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Lord, forgive me. I've cried many tears for nothing. Joy is a crown. Joy is a crown and we can wear it today. I don't see eternity as starts when I die. I see eternity starting here. And so that's why it's so beautiful when uh, uh, Jesus says, not my will, but uh, God, but your will be done. That's what we can pray over our lives. And we can wear the crown of joy. Because in Isaiah it says, crowned with everlasting joy. Crowned, it's precious, it's beautiful. A crown speaks of a dominion. A crown speaks of an identity. Right? It's beautiful. It gives respect because it shows that you belong to Another kingdom, 
the Lord gives you a crown of joy. And he gives you new hope, new strength, new life. And I think we need to ask the Lord to forgive us. To allow other people steal our joy. And so analyze your mood. It's not that we can't feel sad when something sad happens. I don't mean that at all. I mean when something takes a hold and you kind of identify with being the irritated guy or the crying girl for mentioning stereotypes. Analyze your mood. How are you most of the time? Are you sad, angry, bitter, sour, and irritated? You need to wake up. It's not your personality. You've given it away. You've allowed someone to steal your joy away. And it's too precious. Life is too wonderful. Life is too wonderful and it's such a gift to you and me. And so, this is a joyous occasion. <laughs> and I want to pray. I want to pray over you because, and you don't have to pray along if you don't want to, but if you, if you want to, you're allowed to and you can. I would like to pray a confession prayer. And then I'd like to pray a restoration prayer. So, you know, feel free, absolutely free uh, to pray with me. I'll pray for Santa's and you can pray after me, right? Lord, I forgive every person who have ever hurt me in the past. And I ask you to forgive me for allowing their actions and words to steal my joy. Lord, from this day forward, I anchor my joy in you, Holy Spirit. Teach me to have joy despite what I'm going through. We trust you, Lord, with our lives, with every detail. With our friends, with our family and siblings with our spouses, our children. Our joy in you is our strength. Forgive us, Lord, for allowing weariness and discouragement to take a hold. Bring the change our inner being needs to sustain a life that gives glory to you. Bring the change our inner being needs to sustain a life that gives glory to you by your power, Lord, and not our own. Amen. Amen. If I can just invite the, um, the band to come up. My hope for you is that you will be encouraged that joy is possible, whatever you're going through. Um, and so... When you remember these candles, think of faith, think of joy, 
Think of peace and hope. Hallelujah. So let's rejoice this season. The celebration of Jesus is coming. And you know, He brings the light we need to glorify Him. So His, uh, his burden is light uh, and He comes with something different than this world gives. And so we will stand and we will rejoice and we will be changed people because of the birth of Jesus. And we are so joyous that we can sing joy to the world. Amen.